It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teals. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're online, maybe check out this website, scorbit.io. That's S-C-Orbit.io. Why? Because I've got Jay, I've got Brian, and I've got Ron here. Jay Adelson, Brian O'Neill, Ron Richards doing great things in the Bay Area. And you've seen Scorbit if you've watched Indisc, if you were at TPF at the vendor booth. So guys, first of all, thanks for joining us. So first of all, Jay, how are you enjoying Pinburg? This is amazing. It's my first one. And it's the most amazing experience I've ever had in pinball. Too small, though, don't you think? It's really tiny. How do you fit in here? A little crowded. It's super, super small. And so, you know, but I love it. It's been incredible. The people are so much fun to meet. That's the best part of the whole thing. Brian O'Neill, who I've been seeing a lot. Brian, one of the top players in the world. You and I were... Actually, you were the one who actually knocked me out. <laughs> Fantastic. But you, I'm not surprised the way you've been playing. And uh, that was a nice second place finish. This isn't your first rodeo here at Pinburg. Having fun? Yeah. Uh, Pinburg is my favorite tournament to play in every year. And um, I love coming back here. You like the match play, just like City Champ. City Champ, yeah. So, obviously, I love match play. Um, and this is the best place to do it. What about you, Ron? What about what about tournaments for you, Ron Richards? What do you think? Uh, I enjoy them. This is my fourth Pinburg, third or fourth Pinburg, I think. Fourth, fifth, maybe. Brian's saying fifth. Um, I'm not nearly of the caliber of a competitive player that Brian is, but uh, I, I came up in the San Francisco scene. I now live in New York, and I play with Greg Pavarelli and all the okay. all the guys in the Sunshine League and that, that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm just having a blast. This is I'm actually playing my best uh, Pinburg in years, so I'm having a good time. I might be C. I'm crossing my fingers. My goal was to stay out of E, and I might have made it into C. So. That's good. You know, when you said, I'm not as good as Brian, Brian just gave a nod, like, well, yeah, you darn right. He knows it. He knows it. Well, that's the thing. We started playing pinball together. Like, that's uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah like 10, 11 years ago. Yeah, we were uh, hanging out in a bar in my neighborhood in San Francisco, and there was a medieval madness, and we just got drunk and played it all night and then got obsessed, and it just happened to be the same month that the San Francisco Pinball uh, Department League was starting up, and so we just wanted to play more pinball, so we signed up for this league not knowing anyone, not knowing about competitive pinball, never heard of the IPA, and then uh, we met Andre Mazenkov, we met Darren Ensley, we met all these great people who have been in pinball for years and learned about this whole scene, so it was, uh, it was a blast. It's been a great 10 years. And I know Jay's connection because you officiated Allison and Brian's wedding. That's right. And you better believe ever since that day, I've been hearing nothing about pinball and beer stories. And so uh, many, many times I've sat around the table with these guys and they've told me about places like this and the tournament scene and the people they're with. And now I'm a part of it, I guess. Well, you're more than just that. As we mentioned, scorebit.io, where you can find out more information. The first time I saw it, I think would have been, and that probably was the launch, 2018, in disc. And what is this on the screen? The scores are immediate. They come on there. You don't have to grab paper and pen or wait to scroll through certain games where you, you don't see the score. What made you decide to come up with this software? I'll start with you, Ron. Well, it, uh, we've been working on it for a few years now. Actually, it, it came from, uh, I was playing, playing pinball and saw somebody writing down their high scores on the game after they finished it. And this is like before Pindigo came out, before other apps that did this. And I was like, oh, 
there's an idea. Make a way to keep track of your scores. And so I told Did it have anything to do with like horrible penmanship and you were no, like, no, just, oh, I need something a little cleaner. No, just the fact that the, the, the person who I saw do this was just doing it in a text file and I just like, like that's a very lo-fi, there's got to be a better way to do this. So I mentioned it to Brian, he said it was a dumb idea. And then and then I mentioned it to Jay and he said he moved to New York. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And then Jay was like, okay, that's cool, good, have have fun with that. I'm not really into pinball yet. Um, and so we kept on tinkering. It took about a year to get Brian into it. At the same time, Jay and I were talking about projects that we could collaborate on, and we were talking about a global scoreboard kind of idea for video games. And then we were actually at California Extreme, and Jay had the idea. He's like, you know, it'd be really cool if you took your score idea and you made a box that went in the machine and automatically had the score go into the app. And we're like, yeah, that ding, is a great ding, idea. Ding, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, it took about another year to convince Jay to come on board with us to do it. And then uh, a few years ago, uh, the three of us kind of, uh, we, we, got, we got rolling with it and finally got it built. So, I know nothing about software. I know how to, uh, I guess, activate it once it starts. I would have no clue on how to create the stuff. But my goodness, uh, if it was going to happen anywhere, I guess San Francisco would make sense to happen somewhere in the Bay Area with all the, the technology there. Brian, it's been a godsend. I mean, to see how clean it is, how nice. I'm so excited to see this expand. And you play in so many different tournaments, I guess the different thoughts of where this can go is just endless. I mean, we've only seen really just, just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I even score keep um, at a lot of tournaments, too, like at Indisc and stuff, and it's like, makes it so much easier to uh, keep track of your scores, and like, it sends it right to Carl's app. Uh, never, dra- drains. never drains. Yeah, so it's, it's amazing sort of where we can take it. We can do uh, solid states, we can do DMDs and uh, LCDs, and so... From there, we're going to go with, like, operator features and other other things like that. And, you know, when you mentioned that to me before we started recording, I was like, operators? Now, what, what's the interest there? And Jay had some great points. Yeah, I mean, if you're an operator and you have a number of machines in, in a region somewhere, right now, if something breaks down, you don't know until the next time you visit it. And so the idea on the simplest level is give them data around their machine being just online and then taking it to the next level around analytics and being able to optimize pricing and even dynamically change some of the pricing and features like tournament settings and whatnot. Tournament settings? Well, yeah. I mean, imagine that you have a tournament that you're running in a, in a location and, and the tournament's over. Wouldn't it be nice if everything could return to their original settings, even the legacy machines? Right, like putting extra balls back on, some ball safes, things like that? That's right. And it's, there's many things, like when we ask operators, what do you want? I mean, the list is, is pretty long, but like at the very top, it's things like managing payments. It's things like managing all kinds of uh, analytics. And of course, most important of all, the health of the machine. Is it in fact functional? Did the bartender shut it off because a ball stuck? And can you get that thing earning again? So, Ron, you've obviously had to find out what the operators are looking for. Jay mentioned some of those things. Were there things you were surprised when you said, oh, I never really thought of that as you were creating this software? I mean, honestly, no, because we had thought about it. And that's, a, you know, we've been, ben- we've been benef- uh, had the benefit of all working in the tech scene in San Francisco and being like, you know, second nature to us is looking at everything and how can you solve a problem? How can you use the digging is a nice sound effect. Um, but how can you use technology to solve problems and make life better? Um, um, and it all boils down to, as I explained my wa- this business to my wife, she's like, what are you doing with these pinball machines? And I just said, every pinball machine out there is not connected to the internet. This will do that. And she's like, oh, 
and it, like the light bulb goes off, and she's like, "Okay, yeah, do that business." It's like, "Okay, cool, we will." But um, just you know, that opens so many doors, and it's basically unlimited of what you could do with it. Um, and it's just great to see. Like we have we have more ideas than we have time to do, and it's, uh, prioritizing and coming up with what the, the key features for operators, for players, for home users. Um, and that's how you know that's kind of what we're you know running down that list and doing what we can to get it out. I know Brian will know this too from his connection of tournaments and certainly uh, the volume of play on Stern machines. We've heard George Gomez talk about, you know, connectivity being the next wave for Stern machines. That's great and that probably will be the future. But as you know, we're talking about DMD games. We're talking about solid states. We're talking about LCD games. So the games that are already out there won't have that connectivity unless you have Scorbit. Yeah, exactly. The thing with Stern is that, yeah, with their connectivity it's only going to work with Stern games. Yeah, brand new games, Stern games, and we work with every type of game, except for EMs for now. So, <laughs> You know what? I am shocked to hear you say, for now, when you talk about EMs. You're, and you're laughing, but I have a feeling you're going to do it. Well, it's funny. When we first started, one of the things that everyone talked to us about was how hard it would be to get technology that would speak to all these different eras of machines. And, and I'm, believe me, it was really, really hard to build something that could do what it does. But EMS is another example of something that's, it's hard, it's not impossible. We have a few different strategies on how we would attack it. It's just, you know, we're gonna prioritize what the people, our customers have been asking us for. And for now, that's solid states, DMDs, and modern sterns, you know? And the reality is, is that EMs are great at a place like Pinburg or at the Pacific Pinball Museum or places where there are museums with EMs, but most bars don't have EMs. So, you know, really focusing on where the majority of the machines are, DMDs, solid states, moderns, and that's where we'll get the biggest buck. I think we want to solve the EM problem just because it's fun, you know, just because it's a challenge. How many solid states are even in New York? I no, not as not enough, to be honest with you. That's what I, that was my biggest problem moving from San Francisco to New York. There's so many great solid states in the San Francisco, out in bars, a free gold watch. I went to New York, and it's like, I can count on one hand how many solid states are out there. But that's amazing, and again, for those that are scorekeeping at tournaments, a lot of those solid states, you're like, oh, you got to wait for this to go, and there's no way to double flip and see the scores, and now when you add in the functionality of what you can do for operators, this is some big business, and I'm sure people are excited and chomping at the bit to get Scorbit, and you're taking reser- well, you're taking reservations now, aren't you, Jay? Yeah, that's right. We're, we're at this point right now, for the for the early adopters, for the people who want to get first in line, we're taking reservations. And we also have a beta program, so people can sign up for our beta on our website. We have a number of people who are already beta testing it right now, like a free gold watch right now in San Francisco. If you go in, we have a number of machines that have our equipment installed. And what we're hoping is that um, we'll get all of you know the features ready for production and be able to ship early next year. As I was thinking about the different variety of tournaments, and Brian, we were talking about how much we love Pinberg and match play formats. There are a lot of different formats. Flip frenzies are the thing that have really taken over over the last 18 months, let's say. I could see Scorbit working with that. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, when you're playing games, like when you're when you're playing games as fast as possible. Yeah, you want to uh, feed that into things like uh, match play and yeah. And- and the great Dane himself, Andreas, has already done some amazing things. I love Marmaduke. He's awesome. Uh, he, <laughs> but we love but Andreas. We love him. Who doesn't, right? Yeah. But, you know, the Flip Frenzy format that he's got on Match Play is spectacular. That would go so well with Scorbit. 
Yeah, and uh, what's great is I work with Andreas. Um, I, didn't, uh, I actually didn't know so, that. So, yeah. That's your day job. Uh, in my day job. So You mean you don't play pinball 24-7? Exactly. So, uh, I got Andreas, you know, I can just be like, hey, let's let's get this connected. Let's get this uh, set up with Scorbit. I think, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, while we're building a business and we're going to sell products and we're going to have an app, stuff like that, for us, because we're pinball players, we just want to make pinball better. Like, this is our, our way of doing it. We're not going to make pinball machines. We're not manufacturers. Like, this is our little, Andreas is doing what he's doing with his app. Carl does what he's doing with Never Drains. This is how we can add to the scene and hopefully make the community kind of move it forward uh, in a way. All right, let the dumb guy who knows nothing about tech ask a dumb question here, right? <laughs> and it's not me, of course. I'm just the facilitator. I'm thinking of the people that are listening. The lowest common denominator, which is my main audience. All right, so I've got a few displays out on my machine. Does it matter with Scorebit? No, it doesn't matter at all. I'm not replacing the displays. That's good. No. In fact, you know, we designed the, the device to be able to work pretty much with every kind of technology out there without having to swap anything out. Now, let's say you already have, let's say you have a colored DMD in, in, a, in a device. We don't care because we're getting our data directly from the MPU oh. of, of, the, of the machine. And sometimes we get it from the display and sometimes we get a serial connection like a modern spooky machine, which will give it to us directly into our device. We don't care. The operator or the owner of the machine doesn't have to make any changes to the hardware inside. What has been the biggest challenge so far? I mean, I'm really not hearing any, but there has to be something that you went, oh, okay, that might take a day or two longer to figure it out. Just getting the uh, breadth of games and, like, um, recording everything and um, figuring out, just recording DMDs and frames and things like that. There's just so much work uh, that's been involved, and getting to where we are today is, like, years' worth of work, and so... But it sounds like a real labor of love. I mean, this is uh, hopefully going to be very profitable for you. I, I obviously wish the best. And again, we've talked about Scorbit.io, S-C-O-R-B-I-T.io, to basically put a reservation down. Isn't that right, Ron? Yeah, you can, uh, for $25, you can put a reservation for an order on a Scorbitron, and that $25 goes against your order. It's fully refundable if you don't want to have it. Like, we're not doing any pre-order. We're not take the money and run or anything like that. We just want the early adopters to be able to raise their hand and say, yes, I want one of the first ones. And as Jay mentioned, you can also sign up for the beta program if you want to get first access to the app. Um, and you can sign up for a mailing list and do stuff there. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, you know, we just, we it is a labor of love. Like, we're doing this because we love pinball. And, uh, uh, that's the that's the that's been the main driver. As I hear this, I just think, wow, this is another one of those next evolutions in pinball. Like there'll be a time if people listen to this episode on Pinball Profile three five years from now, like oh, that never used to be. That I thought that was always the way. <laughs> I'm really excited by this too, and I think of what streamers have to do. And there's so many different streamers, whether it's just playing the pinball machines themselves or especially in tournaments. Papa Pinball does a wonderful job here at Pinburg. Scorbit's really going to help streamers too, don't you think, Jay? Yeah, absolutely. With the automated scoring, one of the things we've done is created this API or automated programming interface which allows people to create visualizations. We've created a couple for streamers so they can put it on their, their live streams and actually add it to, to the screen. So while one player is playing and you can't see the other people's scores on the normal, you know, whether it's the DMD or the display, you can with the Scorbit interface. And I noticed that Scorbit's now a major sponsor, too, on IFPA. That was very nice of you, Brian. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh and all the gang over there has been He's doing... desperate for money because he hasn't won anything? <laughs> is that what you're saying? 
Well, we'll see what happens You're this winking. weekend. What's, uh, what's going on? <laughs> but yeah, the IFPA has been great with um, helping out tournament directors and organizers, and we just want to give back uh, to the IFPA and and do whatever we can to uh, help facilitate tournaments and making everything improve and, and get better. Sign up for Scorbit. Get registered right now. Scorbit.io. I can't thank you enough, Ron, Brian, and Jay. Thanks, guys. It's my pleasure. Thanks. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. I'm Jeff Teolis. Be-